Welcome to the Firearms Trainer Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and today we'll be talking about internet marketing. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Mantis X. The Mantis X is a must-have for any serious firearm instructor. The Mantis X is a high-tech, lightweight, precision sensor that attaches to a gun, analyzes the shooter's movement patterns, and displays all the information in real time on a smartphone or tablet. The Mantis X gives instructors objective, data-driven feedback on things that you and I can't see so that you can coach your students more effectively. Get 10% off with promo code FTP10 at mantisx.com. Today, we are joined by firearm instructor and author of the book, Immediate Action Marketing, Omari Grossard. Welcome, uh, Omari. How are things going for you today? Rob is awesome. Thank you for having me on. This is an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. That's what they say. This is great. Thank you. Well, we definitely appreciate it and uh, did a little Googling on you and know that you're, you're a marketing person and a fire instructor, which uh, is a rare combination in, uh, in the world. Let's put it that way. So you're a rare commodity out there. So we really appreciate you making time for us on the podcast. Hey, I know I did a bunch of Googling on you, but for those listeners out there that might not be familiar with who Amari is, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what you do for a living? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I spent... 21 years in the Navy, um, retired chief. Uh, that's actually how I got into teaching. Uh, hooked up with a gentleman by the name of Rob Pincus over at IC Training back in Never heard of him before. Never heard of him. Yeah. Well, if you haven't, you should Google that guy. Uh, I, I come from that, that, from that bloodline, I like to say. Um, back in 2005 and um, became a combat focused shooting instructor at the time, which is now intuitive defensive shooting instructor. Um, and that's where I fell in love with, with teaching. And then um, around 2012, uh, I started 10X Defense, which was my personal firearms training company um, and been teaching, you know, ever since, you know, um, now I spend more time on the marketing side. You know, I still teach every once in a while, more private now, um, spend time doing consulting, um, now doing a little bit of investing and, you know, just doing this business thing. So I love both, but um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Super. Like I said, you're a rare commodity to have somebody in there that's got uh, experienced feet in both camps, both marketing mm-hmm. and, and firearms. Mm-hmm. Hey, big question probably on everybody's mind, uh, you know, when it comes to marketing firearms, but where do you see firearm instructors failing in their marketing most of the time? You know, what, what aren't they doing properly? Um, let me say this. I think it's the I'm going to start with the mindset first, because a lot of people, not just fire instructors, but business owners, period, look at marketing as a secondary thing, right? The product or the service is primary. Same thing with firearms mark, uh, instructors. Marketing, after I become an instructor, the main thing I do is I teach. And in order for me to teach, I need to market, right? What I always say is, and that's the failure point. The fail part, the failure point is thinking that because I teach and then I market, you need to flip that. If you're going to be doing firearms training as a uh, as a way to generate income, then you need to become a better marketer of firearms training 
in the beginning to get it going. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So the 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 failure is not um, not placing a priority on the marketing of the firearms training. Because if you get if you make the priority of the marketing of the firearms training, then by default you'll get the customers because <laughs> you're mm-hmm. you're focused on the marketing of it. So that's number one. Number two is um, not getting uh, enough help, right? Not not um, not not reaching out even to ask the question. So, for example, when I learned marketing, I learned marketing first by going to a conference for MMA instructors. That's how I learned marketing. My buddy was like, hey, man, you should learn marketing. Where should I go? I don't know. I heard about this conference that this MMA guy is giving for jujitsu instructors. It's in LA. I'm going. It's It changed my entire life. Um, so go get the information. There's conferences. Like, go. Um, so that's number two. And then number three is, and I learned this at this conference, either you do it or somebody else does it. But it just can't, cannot be done, triple negative. Somebody has to do the marketing. So either you have to buckle down as the instructor and the owner of that business and learn and do, or you got to find somebody else to do it. And those are the three big failures. Everything else, I mean, um, we'll go into what to do, but those are, those are the three big things that I, that I, see. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense because what's everybody do that wants to teach firearms? They go to a firearm cert, you know, instructor certification class, which whether they do, they teach you how to present their course. They go yeah. along and show you how to handle it properly, how to go along, you know, do the holster work, do all the different pieces. And, and there's no, there's nothing there that anybody's talking about marketing. And today, uh-uh. in my own opinion, I think marketing's become so much more than just, uh, you know, s- mailing out some postcards to a mailing list. It's, you know, YouTube, it's your Facebook, it's Google, it's Instagram, it's, you know, Twitter, it's the whole universe seems to have exploded and you got to figure out what's going to work properly for you. And, and I think you've really kind of hit it on the head first that you've got to be thinking about marketing to get the customers and then the instruction will come along uh, later. Yeah. I I think, um, you know, now let me say this. We're not the only ones that have this problem. Doctors have the same problems. Dentists have the same problem. Lawyers have the same problem, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like when you go to the certification to learn the profession, the job of that certification is to teach you the profession. It's on you to figure out how you're going to take that profession, communicate it to the market. Right. And once you, um, once you identify, okay, who am I going to talk to? Right. Those are the, that's another failure. Sorry. Bonus, bonus failure, not knowing who you're talking to. Um, you can't teach everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You can, but not from a business standpoint, it's easier to start with a specific, you know, as they say, a specific niche or a specific. So you got, um, I love, uh, Seeklander, my Seeklander. I love it. Right. Mm-hmm. Competitors. Right. That's a whole niche. Right. Or Rob Pink is people who want to learn defensive firearms. That's a niche. Um, I have some friends out in Vegas. Uh, Maggie, she runs uh, women. Right. Mm-hmm. So once Women's you identify. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once you identify who now it makes marketing a whole lot easier because once you identify who they are, find out where they hang out at then put your message in front of them on that platform. And now you don't have to be on everything. You have to be on what your 
what your prospects are on. That's where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. And when you think about it and, you know, old school marketing, I call, you know, it's, it, you put a billboard up where you think your customer is going to be. You don't put the billboard, you know, 20 miles away and hope that people in a whole nother state are going to cross the state line. Just come, just come eat at your burger joint. You put mm-hmm. it, you know, someplace where people will be like, oh man, oh, I'm sitting at a stoplight. I'll look up and I see, see a billboard and like, you know, we could really go for burgers tonight. I mean, that's, you know, that's what McDonald's does. That was Burger King does. You know I mean? That's tried and true marketing. And, you know, that's where we've got to think about the same way, but instead of thinking about billboards, think about it, you know, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, you know, what platforms do you need to be on? You know, who do you need to advertise with? Uh, yep. all, all those kind of platforms, you know, there's yep. a lot of websites out there that are offer, you know, ads on it now, but you know, which one's going to be the right, right group that, that will uh, make it, make it worthwhile for you. Mm-hmm. There is no shortage of people who want to train with you. None. There's no shortage, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's just a matter of, are you going to be there where they're at when at that time that they're looking for that thing? Right. So having, um, you almost need to have the mentality of the old school cats, right? Because YouTube is TV. Podcasting (laughs) is radio. Facebook is the new billboard, right? Right. So email is the new direct mail. And you got to do it right. And you, you know, be where they at. Get it, get it in the right place. Yeah. Oh, hey, I, I, I know, you know, we talked about the old school and things like that, mm-hmm. but in your mind, what are some of the steps somebody could do listening to this podcast right now to help them improve themselves? There's some basic um, things, you know, you get, you yeah. give us the, you know, three steps with a bonus on it, but you know, are there three steps that we, that somebody can do to, you know, make at least a small improvement in their marketing? Um, there's, there's, I think there's, Three, I'll give you three things that I believe will give you a big improvement in your marketing. And I learned this from my mentor, uh, Ryan Dice. He runs a company called Digital Marketer, which everybody in the marketing space who wants to market on digital should check out. Um, So number one is copywriting, right? The number one thing that you need to do as a fire instructor to get more people is to learn how to write copy that's going to persuade and compel people to listen to you. Right now, that could be words on your website. Copy could also be uh, what you're saying in your videos, your content. Right? It could be what you're putting on your Facebook post, organic. But learn how to write copy and just type in copywriting. R or not R I G H T, but W R I T I N G copywriting, and learn that skill. Um, number two is email. Step up your email game. Um, Email is the one platform that Facebook, YouTube, Google, or anybody else does not control. You own, once you get somebody on your email list, you own that list. And you can write and communicate the way you want. Right? So that's number two. Get people on your email list that actually email them. And then number three is get on more media platforms. Do some podcasts. Get on some YouTubes, uh, write. Um, one of the things that I used to do was I wrote for um, a buddy of mine who was a real estate agent in San Diego, and he put out a monthly newsletter, and I would write their home safety section. Right? So get out on different media channels where you can not only leverage your uh, ability to teach firearms, but there's people that want to know, like, 
why would I write for a real estate agent? Well, because he knows homeowners and what do homeowners want to do? They want to protect their home. So why not me being the expert <laughs> in that field, you know, they're going to buy guns in their homes. Why not write for them? And now you bypass all the noise. Well, and even there, you have to t tell them, you know, about guns, think, uh, get, get them thinking about, you know, personal safety, about, exactly. you know, locks on their doors, about how they can yeah. go along and, you know, protect their, you know, their windows or, you know, their, when they're coming in and out of the garages. And then, you know, once they're interested in that part of it, then it, you know, then they knew who you are. Then where's it going to progress? They want to come to a class of yours and you know, they, they want, get concealed carry. Then they want to do the advanced uh, type, type of tactics. Absolutely. So going to your point, right? It, it, it opens up new doors for people to get interested in what you're saying and what you're doing. And now you can take them down that path to get them from wherever they are to where you want them to be based off the value you're giving them. And then they start to know, like, and trust you. Right. So if you do those three things, if you don't have an email list, you need to start doing some research and learn how to build an email list. Cause that's the only channel that you own. Facebook, Google, YouTube, even uh, podcasting, those are owned by other companies and can be shut down mm -hmm. or taken away. An email list, you got an email service provider. They're going to, even if that email service provider shuts down, you can download that list, put it in a, a spreadsheet and upload it to another one. Mm -hmm. That's why I say those. So those are the three things that I believe would make a drastic change in people's business. Learn how to write copy that compels people to pay attention to you. Um, Use leveraging an email list, building a list that you own and leveraging that and then getting your message out on more platforms in as many ways as you can, right? And provide value, whether that's uh, video, whether it's text or whether it's audio. And then now you get to share your ideas and there's people like if you make sense, which most of us do, most of us know what we're talking about. There, I promise you there's people right now is just like, man, that's interesting. I'd like to, and then give people a way to get in touch with you. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and one thing we're talking, we're dancing around the, the topic on, you know, we're trying to get people in, but you know, how do we get people more, uh, more people into the, into that funnel and further along in the funnel, because funnel is a marketing term, you know, I've, yeah. I've heard and taken some <laughs> basic marketing courses you now, because you got a, a wide mouth and then, mm -hmm. you know, finally the, at the very end, you got somebody who's actually a paying customer, but mm -hmm. they, they've been getting value all along. And that's where you try to, you know, uh, recruit the, the ones that will ultimately, you know, buy your services. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'd like to think of it less like a funnel, more like a journey. Step one is awareness. Get people to be aware of you. Step two, is to get them to engage with you and consume your material, right? Step three is get them to either A, especially in the digital space, but even in offline, get people to give you their information because they want to hear from you more, okay? That's step three. Whether it's an email, you can use text now, you can add people to a Facebook group, but you have to get people, that's the beginning of the funnel per se, Mm -hmm. Right. But in the journey, you want to get their contact information so you can follow up with them. OK, that's number three. So awareness, engagement, subscribe. Number four is going to be to convert. That first conversion point is to get them to spend time or money with you. Now, here's how I did it. Um, time was uh, 
now in the digital world, you can have a workshop. I see a lot of guys doing videos and workshops and stuff and webinars and stuff, or it could be a free class. A lot of people are doing like free informational classes. That's a conversion point. That's more of a commitment or money. Give them a shorter version course that they can come in with. So it's a no brainer, right? So I like guys who do um, these, uh, you know, a little home safety course, but now you show up, pay 10 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Then after that, you need to excite them. You need to, when they have that first interaction with you, it needs to be epic. So that way they're going to want to spend more money with you. Okay. That's how you turn a stranger into a customer, but it doesn't end there. And that's where a lot of people stop. The next part is after they become, so they did the little lightweight one. They either did a free course or webinar or whatever. Now you excited them or they paid you money, right? For a smaller course. Let's say even after the first course, kind of an entry level, you have to excite them because the next portion is completely dictated by how well that first experience is with you. So now we're going to send them through. That's where you were talking about the advanced classes. You come in for an entry, you're going to want to come in for an advanced class or a level two. And then there's two top stages that I think everybody forgets where I think a lot of money is left on the table. Even right now, it's people that advocate for you and people that refer you. So you want to provide this experience and get people to advocate for you, get people to talk about their experience because that's really, that's kind of the, um, the gas on the fire, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to cut down your advertising costs. Like nobody's business. Um, the more people you get talking about you, then boom, then you want people to advocate and then eventually build a referral program. <laughs> Get people that right now you've that uh, that have already trained with you and reach back out to them, and actually ask them, "Hey, you know, I have such such. If you know anybody, you know, send them here. Mm -hmm. That's part of the game. So those stages, you guys can listen to that again. So awareness, get them aware of you. There's a lot of ways to do that. Engage, get them to pay attention and consume your information, and get them on a list that you control. There is no list in digital marketing that you control other than your email list or just like a direct mail list. That's something not only you control, but you, you own. That would be the term. Get a list you own so you can communicate because the, the statistics still stand. It takes about seven to 12 touches to get a buyer. And it's not going to change. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And, you know, in my in my mind, I'm, I'm writing things down and trying to figure out what I can do in my business to, you know, have a better journey with people. And, um, you know, with what you've, you've covered, I've got some areas I can improve upon. That's the or game. We'll, so We'll put the energy into those areas to try to make it, um, you know, better, more epic experience. Yeah. So, you know, they, they come back because there again, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to recruit uh, clients. And uh -huh. you know, they come in for one class or their CCW class where at the same time we're sitting there talking about, hey, we've got all these other courses that we could be teaching you. And, you know, even as you said, with the advocates and the referrals, if we can turn those people that we've already spent the time to bring in the class to, you know, ref refer their friends, you know, relatives, things like that. All of a sudden, you know, that's gas on the fire. That's, yeah, that's powerful stuff. So what I will say to kind of cap this off, because we can spend an hour just going in depth, but I do want to, right now, with what I just said, 
if for the listeners, rewind that, draw it out what you already have. Do I have something to make people aware of me? And then if you don't, if there's a gap, leave that blank, right? So let's say I have awareness. People find out about me. I put out posts. I'll get on a po- podcast, but people aren't getting on my list. Leave that box a blank. Okay, I'm getting people to entry classes, you know, and I get people to the level two class, but I don't get people to advocate for me. Leave that blank. And then the blank, once you're done, focus on the blank boxes and you'll see an immediate uptick in what you're doing. <laughs> now you have clarity. That's a golden nugget there. That's, uh, that's very, very, very good. Do you have any recommendations on how to turn people into paying customers, you know, butts and seats? Um, yeah. you know, I've seen people try to go along and, and give things away, but I think that's, that's, uh, that can be very, very rough, but how do you convert them into being paying customers? Um, there's, uh, I want, I want to be very clear on what I'm about to say. You have to understand that the hardest, most expensive thing in business is to take a stranger and turn them into a new customer. It requires the most effort. It requires the most money, right? So with that said, I think the first thing is to understand whatever level of effort you think you're going to have to give to get a new customer, multiply that by 10. And I think you'll get a new respect for once you acquire a customer, why you need to focus on keeping them. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, people buy because they know, like, and trust you. And it normally happens in that order. I know you. Then I get to like you. Once I trust you, I'll give you my money. So what we have to do is look at where, you know, it can be on any platform, but what do you need to do for somebody to trust you with their, you know, in our case, damn near with their life almost, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. if I go to a firearms right. instructor. So now let's talk about that. What's your positioning? How are you positioning yourself? If you're positioning yourself as, hey, I teach CCW and you can come to me and take the four-hour class and take the test and we'll do this, well, your positioning is off because there's like a thousand other guys in the same space doing the same thing. So how can you differentiate yourself, right, from the pack? Mm -hmm. And that may be in the way you sell the course. And by that, I mean, instead of being like, Hey, we're doing a CCW course, you have to, and you're going to learn, you know, we're going to do four hours, the legal, that's what I see all the time. But if you create an offer, right. And an offer is different than selling the product. Okay. People like to buy, they like to be offered stuff, right. Versus being sold a commoditized product. Cause now I get to choose. Mm-hmm. But if you give them an offer that says, hey, you're going to get our course plus this, plus this, plus this. Right. So if um, I'm trying to find a, a, a think of a good resource, I really like um, you might want to put this in the show notes, uh, how to craft an irresistible offer. Um, actually, you know what? I will find that for you and send it to you and put it in the show notes. Cause I think yep, we don't craft offers. Will. We don't, we don't, we just say, Hey, come take our course. Well, people don't want to buy a course. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they want the end result. Right. Right. Um, 
So that that's my my thought on that. It's it's not easy, but no like and trust. If you can get people to know like and trust you by doing those other things we talked about, writing good copy, studying that, um, putting people on the list that you own, like an email list, and getting on more media properties and and sharing your message, your thoughts. Um, even if it's on your own platforms, talk more. Um, you'll get people to know, like, and trust you. Then you present them with an offer that is irresistible to refuse. And then they'll, you'll convert more strangers into customers. But that offer piece, we can just do, uh, I taught a workshop about that in my, um, in my local community. And it's a, there's, there's a difference and it's something we're, we're never taught. You're never taught how to do an offer. You're always taught, Hey, sell this course. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. There's a difference. So an offer will have whatever the, the course is, right? Let's say a CCW, right? Then I'm going to add a bonus to it, right? So you come to CCW course and I'm also going to give you, um, this is why I like USCCA, right? I can give you a DVD, a workbook, and then you have some bonuses with it. And then I'll add a guarantee. That's part of an offer. So mm-hmm. risk reversal, right? So the standard word is guarantee, but it's more risk reversal. If I give you my money, how can you guarantee me I'm going to get what I want? Well, if I say, hey, if you show up to the course and you don't like it, we'll, I'll get you squared away. Like I don't deserve your money. That's part of the offer. Mm-hmm. And then the final thing is adding in. Um, so you got the product or service, you got the bonuses, you have risk reversal, and you have some level of urgency. Um, a lot of times what we do as instructors, we go, oh, hey, we have this course. It's June. Well, if it's April, what am I going to give you my money now? However, if you say, hey, we have a course in June, but if you want to get on the early list and not pay as much as the people that show up in June, mm-hmm. that's urgency. That's going to compel people to move faster. Do I want to pay full price in June or do I want to pay, you know, 80% of that now? I use that a lot. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, and as an instructor, I'm always sitting there trying to figure out what my calendar is going to look like. And is anybody going to come to a class? Well, if I got mm-hmm. people that already registered in April for a class in June, guess what? I've, I can block out that weekend because I know it's, it's going to happen. I don't have to sit there and say, well, you know, last year I canceled it this year. <clears throat> maybe, maybe not. I've already got, I've got already got it, you know, three quarters way full at the end of April. That's, exactly. that's a good idea. I'm a big fan of getting people to commit sooner because then now I can test and see if they even want it before, you know, that, that crunch time comes in. Now, here's another tip. There's a bonus on that. Sell the next course right after they take the first course while they're there. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of guys don't do that. Right. So let's say they come in for a CCW course and then you have a home defense course coming up right? For the people that are you're already there, before they leave, they go, hey, we're having X course. It'll be good for you. It's kind of your next step. Since you're here now, we're giving you the preferred rate. And that the preferred rate, you book it now. So now, by the time you get to that next course, it's half full. Now you have urgency for that next course because you can say, hey, we have a course coming up in June. It's halfway full already. So we have limited seats and you're not lying. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That so, uh, kills two birds with one stone, literally. Does that answer your question, though? Like, oh, we yeah. Can, that, bro, that, there's that, so that, many ways. That's the problem. There's so uh, many ways. 
definitely ans- answers that gives me a lot to think about in my own course and hopefully our listeners are sitting there also writing this stuff down and uh you know contemplating what they can do with their uh firearm course yeah um, a trend i've been seeing lately and i think uh, everybody has where uh, fire instructors will uh, create their own youtube channel or mm-hmm. blogs and start you know just putting things out there mm-hmm. i think you know one of the risks I see with it is, you know, they, they're not well organized and mm-hmm. because of that, they don't come off as being, you know, professional or, yeah. or, or they haven't put the time into it to make it look worthwhile for somebody to, to uh, take time and watch it or listen to it. What's mm-hmm. your thoughts on them? Um, I'm going to be, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because at, at one point, you know, I was the same way. Right. So, and I think it, 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 once again, they weren't told properly what to, how to think about it. A lot of this is thinking. So the first question is, why are you doing that, right? Why are you writing the blog? Why are you doing the YouTube channel? And if you understand why you're doing it and it fits within that framework that I gave you, awareness, engagement, subscribe, convert, excite, ascend, advocate, and then uh, the, that final part is promote. If I understand that framework and why, now I know where it fits. If I give it a place to fit in the customer's journey, then I think people will have better results. For example, I'm going to write a blog post. I'm writing this blog post because I want people to be aware of this topic that I'm talking about. Right? And if it, all you're looking for that blog post to do is to move them to the next stage, which is engagement. So if I put out a blog post, I want to know if people are reading it. If people are reading it, that's great. That thing worked. Now, is that going to help get people on my email list? Same thing with a video. If I'm going to start a YouTube channel, is that going to get me viewers and subscribers? That's where that's how I know people are engaging. Now, how do I move them to the next step? Mm-hmm. Without a framework or a journey to layer that piece of content on or that media platform on, you will be running around like a rat in on a hot stove. Like it is not even funny. So um, I think it's a good idea if A, it's in your wheelhouse, right? Don't write if you're not a writer. Don't force yourself, right? Do video. It's mm-hmm. easier. Um, get on podcasts. You know, it's easier. Do what what's going to bring the best out of you. And I think once you do that, then you need to have a plan to put it in front of people. Right? So it's like, what's the end goal? I need to do this to generate awareness. All right, cool. I'm going to put it on YouTube, film this video, put it on YouTube. All right. Give it a few days. If nobody watches it, shit, I know what I got to do. Okay. Well, what else can I do? Well, I can take that YouTube video and I can put it in my Facebook page. And people can see it there, right? Or mm-hmm. I could take that YouTube video and um, depending on the topic, I can strip out the audio and make a podcast, <laughs> right? So I, I say all that to say, what's the purpose of it? And does it have an end goal? Once you have those two things, and is it in your wheelhouse? Because you got to mm-hmm. do it. The other part is consistency, <clears throat> which is another issue, right? So if, if you're going to be a blogger, a podcaster, you know, as a podcaster, like you have to be on a schedule. People have to expect you to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like, some, uh, this is a bad example, but it's kind of like when your stepdad tells you, or your uh, dad's going to tell you that he's going to pick you up and he never picks you up. 
And that, that moment is important to you. I believe it's the same way when you start putting out hot stuff and then you disappear on people. Cause some people just want to know you're going to last. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, it's a, it's a relationship with your viewers, listeners, you know, readers, those types of things. And you've got to hold up your end of the bargain. If you're going to expect them to hold up their end. So even if you suck, right, we suck first, then we get better. Even if you suck, if you stay consistent, I get man, mark my words. If you were to pick a time, say, I'm going to do X podcast, blog, video, I don't care what it is, but do that the same day, every week, all year and watch what happens. Mm -hmm. My guess, and I'm pretty good at guessing this, most people don't last two weeks because it's hard. Takes dedication. That's that's for sure. And you can go out there and search on podcasts for all kinds of different topics and see a lot of them that have less than 20 episodes and some that have less than 10 episodes, which means, you know, they did it for a couple of weeks and then gave up on it. And that's where dedication comes in. Now here, I'll give you a bonus with that. Two things. One, uh, when you look at consistency yourself, look at a Mike Seeklander, that dude puts out videos on point all the time, every time. Uh, Pincus, he's on every platform, every week, all the time. Every um, minute, just about. Every, I think. every minute, right? <laughs> so um, watch those guys. Watch some of the guys that have more of that um, Pat, uh, Pat Mack, right? He on all the time. Watch their consistency. Watch what they talk about, right? Um, now here's the cheat code, get on somebody else's platform, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. you can guest write or guest blog or guest video on anybody's platform and get the same type of effect if they see you on different platforms, right? I'm kind of a, uh, it's good to have your own, but if having your own may not be the best thing for you, if you can't manage it. So how can you partner with somebody else? Right. How can you become a co-host of a show or how can mm-hmm. you get a segment? Right. So Rob Begman could have every month. I'm going to do a specific marketing segment. I'm going to track these five guys on what they do throughout the year. But every month I'm going to have those guys. Those guys don't need to have their own platform. They just show up. And now people go, oh, they're on, you know, Firearms Trader podcast every week. And anybody can can do that. I'm just using that as an example. Right. Um, so you can gain. Uh, you can gain the authority and the positioning that you want by leveraging other people's platforms, even outside of the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, right? and that's where you need to, you know, build re- relationships with people and things like that. Even, you know, as you were talking about with the realtor newsletter, yeah. a lot of realtors have, you know, YouTube channels now, or, you know, podcasts, and things like that. You know, as much as you could write for them, why not come on and talk about, you know, safety around the house? Yeah, you know, safety, community like relations, how to deal with the police in the community. We know mm-hmm. that better than they do. <laughs> you know, we, we train cops, you know, cop, we, we hang out with them, you know, so mm-hmm. why can't we come on there and just be like, hey, this is how you have community relations. This is, we should be, as firearms instructors, it's almost like um, I always looked at the fire instructor the way when I was growing up, whoever ran a martial arts school was like the pillar of the community when it came to protection and safety, mm-hmm. right? That's who we went to. That's why everybody went to the Taekwondo school down the block. And that coach was the guy, right? Well, it's the same thing with firearms instructors in other communities. At least that's my experience. Everywhere I go, everybody expects me to be the one. If something goes down, they already know. If I have a question about them, I'm going to call Lamar. Everybody mm-hmm. should be that way. And you can build a platform off of that. What? And through that, you'll, you'll identify how to monetize it. 
Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Amari, a lot of pearls of wisdom that you've given our listeners today. Um, really, really great. I think we'd probably go for a couple hours easily, but um, don't want to take up your time for it. No, no. I've got uh, dinner on the stove right now, so I've got to uh, uh, watch it. Hey, a question I've been asking all the guests this year to uh, give our listeners out there a little bit of uh, diversity about you know what people are doing. What kind of books, websites, you know, are you looking to improve or doing to, for uh, self-improvement this year? Um, I'm uh, one, the book that I'm reading right now, I'll hold it up for you so you can see it is um, Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. It's a free plus shipping book. You pay $9.95, they'll send it to you in the mail. It's a hardcover book and it's about... 300 pages on traffic, all types of traffic, everything we talked about, you know, is in, and it's probably the simplest book that I've seen the topic talked about. Right. So definitely traffic secrets. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And I think a lot of, I'm reading it twice. This is, (laughs) so that's number one. Number two is, um, what's another book that I'm reading? is uh, reading a book called Buy Then Build. Um, and it's about, it's mainly about acquiring businesses instead of starting them from scratch. Uh, but it, for firearms instructors, I think it, 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 it's, um, you learn how you don't have to come up, what you can take away from that is you don't have to come up with everything. Somebody else probably already has it. Mm-hmm. You just got to develop a relationship with them, get more into partnerships, collaborations. That's one thing we do not do in this industry. In the marketing industry, everybody collaborates. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, we, we see it with consumer goods all the time. All the you time. Know, here's, here's the soap, and it's going to be going along. You know, co-branding. Co-branding and everything else yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading Buy Them Build to kind of get more of a um, more of a business mind because I don't think – I think even as instructors – and like I said, you know, uh, from an instructor standpoint, I teach – one or two people. I do a lot of privates now because I'm trying to learn this new thing, you know, um, that I've never been taught before in the trenches. So take that forward. But those are the two books, Buy Them Build by Walker Dibel and Traffic Secrets is Gold by Russell Brunson. This this one, y'all, I'm telling you, it's fire. Traffic Secrets, legit. I will uh, include those in the show notes for everybody who uh, would like to check those out and such. Mm-hmm. So, now, Murray, if people are really excited about finding more out about you and connecting with you and things like that, how, how should people reach out to you? Um, I am on the Facebook. Uh, if you look up the T-H-E Omari Broussard on Facebook, just hit me up. I got nothing to sell. Nothing that, you know, this episode is purely about value and, and trying to give you as much as I can. But if you hit me up on the Facebook. Um, if you're in the, um, if you look up ICE training in the group, I'm still part of that group. So I'm, I'm in there. People know where I'm at. So, but yeah, Facebook, my Facebook page is the best place to, you know, and I'd love to help you guys out. You know, let me know what's up. Super. Appreciate that offer for everybody. Let's see wrap for our, this episode. And we got a few requests for everybody like and rate our podcast and check out the other concealed network podcasts. Share this episode on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and encourage others to listen and subscribe to it. Remember, all this valuable information doesn't do them any good if they're not subscribed to it and getting weekly updates for it. If you have any ideas, 
for episodes, questions, or feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Amori was suggested to me. I reached out to him, and we made this episode happen. So it does happen. And uh, visit our sponsors, especially the Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com. Check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Marketing takes work, everyone, and stay safe out there. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.